Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel, Life, Health, Happiness and Beyond. I once again would like to thank all the listeners and subscribers to the channel for listening and extending support across various platforms. Today let's talk about antibiotics and how we can be more responsible in using them. And no, this is not to walk you through the different kinds of antibiotics, how they work. Basically, this is not a medical lecture. What I want to touch upon is how in many countries, antibiotics are not being used judiciously. Now, when I say judiciously, this is not me pointing fingers at physicians or general population who may be patients. This podcast is about what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what we can do better. And lastly, underline all the above, why this is important. So I have a question for all the listeners out here. Uh, have you heard of superbugs? I would say yes, you might have, uh, considering there's a lot of coverage on uh, the same in mass media, social media, Facebook, Twitter posts, um, on a daily basis, etc. Uh, but to give you a definition, as the Mayo Clinic very aptly and uh, simply puts it, superbugs are strains of bacteria, viruses, parasites, and fungi that are resistant to most antibiotics and other medications commonly used to treat infections that they cause. There are multiple reasons why superbugs exist, but I want to focus on the most important and the most rampant cause, misuse and overuse of antibiotics. Consider this scenario. A worried mother takes her 15-year-old son to a family doctor with complaints of uh, on and off slash incessant cough, on and off fever, cold, for last two days. The physician orders some diagnostic tests, but while uh, the lab and radiology reports are ready, he empirically starts the adolescent on paracetamol for fever, acetaminophen as it's called in the US, betadine goggles for the sore throat, a cough syrup, and an antihistamine, uh, which is a colon cough medication and uh, helping him reduce uh, allergic causes. This is fair to begin with till the lab and radiology reports are ready. But if the physician went ahead and also prescribed antibiotics at this stage, I would not agree. If the mother heard from a family member or a neighbor that in addition to the prescribed medications, assuming that the physician did not prescribe antibiotics and the mother gets the antibiotics anyway, I would not agree. Why wouldn't I not agree? Number one, wait for the workup. Barely takes a day unless cultures. Uh, by cultures, I mean taking uh, urine uh, samples, throat swabs, etc. Uh, and trying to identify the cause of organisms, uh, which we will touch upon again a little later. Uh, but once these are asked for, uh, which in this scenario may not be necessary, uh, but they might still be asked for before starting any antibiotics. Number two, without the lab reports and the radiology reports, we do not know the cost of organism. Especially when we're talking about culture, 
uh, and uh, uh, something simple as a chest x-ray. Bacteria, virus, rarely parasites or fungi, any of these can be causes. Antibiotics work on bacteria, none of the other kinds of pathogens. Like in US and Europe, we do have regulations in India. For example, the Central Drug Standard Control Organization under the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare classifies antibiotics fall under Schedule H, which basically means that these medications, that antibiotics, can only be obtained with a prescription from a registered medical practitioner. But the grand reality is that you can walk into any pharmacy in your neighborhood, ask for a strip of uh, Augmentin or Azithromycin, and they're given the same, no questions asked. So why am I opposed to unsubstantiated use of antibiotics? This takes us back to what I touched upon earlier, superbugs. When we use antibiotics, antivirals, or antifungals when they're not warranted, we're contributing to the development of these superbugs. They don't just hang around in hospitals. These are not just acquired hospital-acquired infections. They are in our community. They are in the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we eat. There is a personal impact of injudicious use of antibiotics. You might develop resistance to regular pathogens in general, and if infected by a superbug, touch what you don't. But if you do, you are in a state where you may not have an antibiotic that can help you. If it is a regular multi-drug resistant uh, pa pathogen, be it a bacteria or a virus, you're still needing and paying for high-grade uh, antibiotics and antivirals, and these are not cheap. Ill-considered use of antibiotics can lead to antimicrobial resistance or AMR. And let me bring you some facts uh, here, which might sound scary, but are pertinent to understand why we need to be careful with antibiotics. And these are from the WHO. Antimicrobial resistance is one of the top global public health and development threats. It's a global cause of significant mortality. The misuse and overuse of antimicrobials in humans, animals, and plants are the main drivers in the development of drug-resistant pathogens. Antimicrobial resistance puts many of the gains of modern medicine at risk. It makes infections harder to treat and makes medical procedures and treatments, such as post-surgical infections or uh, infections which uh, patients with cancer undergoing chemotherapy uh, uh, incur much riskier and difficult to treat. The world faces an antibiotic pipeline and access crisis. We do not know when the next strongest antibiotic to treat uh, bacterial superbugs is going to be available. It could be five years away, it could be ten years away, it could be more. That brings us to why we need to, and I will address this carefully, both from medical and non-medical uh, perspectives, about 
why we need to be judicious when we're using antibiotics. Firstly, from for the general public, number one, do not self-prescribe antibiotics. Just because a family member or a neighbor benefited from using a certain antibiotic doesn't mean that you, you, you need to use the same one. This is anecdotal evidence. This is not evidence-based medicine. Number two, do not Google the symptoms and decide your line of treatment. Even Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins, WebMD, uh, the websites specifically state, consult your doctor before you start any medications. Number three, like in recycling, think globally, act locally. Judicious use of antibiotics will not help you or your family prevent developing resistance to a whole bunch of antibiotics, but help prevent the growth and spread of superbugs. Number four, trust your physicians for medical decisions. Let them decide when and what kind of antibiotics are necessary. Now, I used the word culture before and I said I'll get back to it. Uh, you might have heard this term, of course, uh, but the test in full is called culture and sensitivity. The intent of this test is not just to identify the organism causing the ailment, but also identifies specific antibiotic or antiviral that the organism is sensitive to. And this antibiotic and antiviral eventually might be the cure. So trust your physician and be the patient. If you walk out of an OPD without uh, antibiotics, it's not your physician being less thorough. In fact, it's the opposite. Your physician is justifiably being judicious and precautious. Now, addressing the physicians, I would say, number one, patients might ask you for antibiotics or may even insist uh, for, for the same. But stick your instincts and spend time in explaining why you are not prescribing antibiotics at that point of time and will do so if needed based on the patient's progression and the diagnostic report. Number two, I've seen multiple prescriptions and uh, records where a uh, diagnosis of viral fever is made and an antibiotic is added. Now, I know a very common counter-argument uh, would be that anti the antibiotic added is to avoid bacteria attacking the virus that has already suppressed the immune system and that the patient might be prone to a, a bacterial infection. But take a beat. Wait to see how the patient is, is responding to your initial uh, course of treatment. Number three, unless the patient is showing signs of sepsis, there is no rush to start antibiotics or any other kind of antimicrobials. If your patient is uh, showing signs of sepsis, the patient is going to be admitted. Uh, but in any case, get your lab results, reassess the patient. If the patient is in sepsis, get the patient admitted, start uh, empirical antibiotics. But once you get the cultural sensitivity uh, reports back, de-escalate if you started on a higher grade of antibiotics, escalate if the antibiotic that you've uh, been used is uh, resistant to the pathogen that is causing the ailment. Number four, take some time to educate your patients. 
and caregivers. I know many of us do, but for those who don't, take a minute or do and talk to your patients and caregivers one-on-one -on -one or in a group session and explain the reasons for your call. We all have a responsibility towards ourselves, our family, our community, and at larger scale, globally. The responsibility is in not misusing or overusing antibiotics or other antimicrobials. Regulations are in place, but enforcement can start with being cautious at an individual level, whether you're a doctor, a patient, a caregiver, a friendly neighbor, or a family member giving advice with all good intentions. I hope uh, I've given a general picture about why antibiotics should not be overused. I will sign off uh, with this as food for thought. And thank you once again for listening in. Uh, this is a topic very close to my heart. And uh, as a physician, as a caregiver, and yes, even as a patient. I will sign off once again uh, with my uh, Star Wars reference. May the force be with you. I will add that I hope you stay healthy. And uh, I hope this podcast... Uh, helps you understand uh, the significance of judicious use of antibiotics. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon in the next episode.